handle the truth. Should we or should we not follow the advice of the galactically stupid? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe fuck yourself. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You know why? You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. Clearly, don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am not in danger, Skyler. I am the danger. A guy opens his door and gets shot, and you think that of me? No. I am the one who knocks. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Righteous Brick Podcast. I'm your host, J.L. Covan. It is 1027 a.m. East Coast time. On the 1st of August, in the year of our Lord, 2022, my where has the time gone? We're almost done. We're not really. We're we're 57% done month-wise with 2022. Oh, boy. Well, I just had... Uh, Dark chocolate and walnuts, um, the official treat of people who can't treat themselves. And now the green tea with matcha, of course, superfood, is uh, cooling right now. So I will be taking intermittent sips. How's this for an intro to a podcast? Describing a boring snack and the process of drinking a boring beverage. Um taking a quick break from work to do this podcast because I've got another podcast tonight. It's called Making Podcasts Great Again. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, That should be fun, as always. Hashtag maybe. (laughs) Um, Quick quick few plugs. Um, Show-wise, August 19th, to any and all New Jersey fans, uh, I am part of a lineup and getting paid nicely for it at the Mayo Performing Arts Center in Morristown. Um, Fun show, very strong lineup of comics, Um, nice theater where I will be going in three months, one, two, three months and one day to see Richard Marks perform. So sorry, Richie, but I beat you there. But you've probably performed at that venue before, so not really. Um, and then uh, there's that. And then there's October 14th in York, Pennsylvania, which hopefully I will have the link up on my website soon. And also, in a surprise clutch booking, Ann Arbor, 
I'm coming back after three years of complaining and bitching and threatening. Uh, I mean, it's not official, but the guy offered me the spot. He just haven't, I accepted. He just hasn't confirmed that acceptance. But uh, September 16th and 17th, I will be at Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase finally, a club that I really liked, a town that I really liked uh, in 2019 when I made my debut there. And then hopefully... This is where you folks come in, or at least, you know, you and the people who, the 10% of my followers who see it on Twitter, um, buy those tickets when the ticket link is available. But uh, hopefully more bookings coming soon. Thank you, Cookie, for drinking your water so loudly. That's appreciative, of course, because you couldn't have done that uh, any other time this morning. Just have to, and, and when you drink, you drink. Very John Belushi and Animal House over here. Unbelievable. What a turd. Anyway, guys. So there, three bookings. Look at that. Just when you thought my career was dead, it pretty much still is, but a couple of signs of life. Boop. 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 That's my career right now. Um, clear. Um... So yeah, there's the three gigs. So if you are a Jersey, Central Pennsylvania, or Southern Michigan person, hope to see you at a show. Hope to get more bookings, obviously. But you know that's what comedy does, as I've said before. They it, like a torture scheme. They give you they give you just enough of a saline vitamin drip in your vein to keep you alive, but hating life. Um, so there's that. The Patreon right now is, uh, I don't mean to brag, but the bonus episode I threw up, I think I threw it up Friday, uh, stellar, genuinely. I mean, it's, it's, it's Black Panther 2 jokes, it's Demi, chock full of Demi Lovato material, it's, uh, I believe it was on that podcast. I sometimes blank out and it just came to me today. I believe I did a, remi a remix of a Bee Gees song to reflect the sexual assault that occurs in the R-rated version of Saturday Night Fever. Just, it's a, if you enjoy this podcast and or my comedy, the most recent bonus episode is, I think, a, should be an enticing, uh, an enticing listen just to get you to even sign up for one month. Of, of the uh, of the Patreon. But then, of course, there's lots of bonus videos and other things. And this month, uh, I will be my book review this month will be The Ministry for the Future, a critically acclaimed 2020 novel uh, concerning uh, climate change in the near future. Um, great article that I tweeted a couple of days ago in The New Yorker about climate change in India, which is just terrifying. And boy, oh boy, it would be nice if we could change everything. And shout out to Joe Manchin pulling a real Jamie Lannister. I had him pegged as a little finger. These are Game of Thrones references, people who don't know Game of Thrones. I had him pegged as a little finger reference, sort of a wheeling, dealing, always ending up on the side of scumbaggery character. But he kind of pulled a Jamie Lannister here. Still kind of a bad guy, but really, you know, this climate change, Medicare, etc. bill, the, what is it called, the Inflation Control, Fuck Your Mom Act, whatever he's calling it, instead of Build Back Better. It's, uh, um, it's his version of when Jamie Lannister, you know, saves Brienne of Tarth. It's like, it doesn't make up for all your bad things and your incest. I'm not saying Joe Manchin is incestuous, but... 
Um, it's West Virginia, so how the fuck do I know? Um, West Virginia, where I commit incest. West Virginia, we are freaky, and the hills have eyes. Uh, but the hills have eyes, I think, was New Mexico, right? But I just always think... Whenever I see a movie about trashy white people like eat, doing cannibalism or incest or, or, or sod, anything really, anything awful, I just always assume it's West Virginia. But I think half of these movies, like Deliverance, you could have told me it was in West Virginia, but I think it's Georgia. But every, I just, my default is when it's like toothless or bad teeth white people fucking their cousins or sisters or raping hunters or... Um, you know, being eaten by nuclear, uh, nuclear deformed creatures. I'm just like West Virginia, right? And it's like almost never West Virginia. Is anything in West Virginia other than coal and racists? I don't know. But, you know, this is a John Brown, John Brown, who they probably hate in West Virginia. You, yeah. It was Harper's Ferry, Virginia, but then it became West Virginia. Uh, John Brown, uh, really carrying the load for West Virginia. Um, any well carrying the load that you didn't shoot into your sister, you incestuous coal piece of shit racist West Virginian. <laughs> See that you know once we once we get on a we once we get on a roll by the end of this I'll be like should West Virginia even exist? Should we nuke West Virginia? And I know nothing about it other than the fact that forty percent of registered Democrats in West Virginia voted for a a white guy in jail over. President Barack Obama in 2012. That was the Democratic primary. But Joe Manchin pulled a Jamie Lannister here, um, like a Brienne of Tarth move. You know, save did did something genuinely good that makes you go, maybe Joe Manchin isn't the fucking worst. Maybe I've been too hard on Joe Manchin. Hard like his cousin that rapes hunters in West Virginia, or is that Georgia? Deliverance. Um, what's JL talking about? You've got to be really well versed. In a lot of things and also keep up the pace and also give in to the power of the T. Uh, that is a Hansel reference from Zoolander, guys. Um, sorry, I'm becoming an alt comic before our very ears. Green tea break. Mm. You can really taste the matcha in there. Matcha, nature's asshole. Uh, so... Joe Manchin did some good things, but the Patreon, very good. This month, the review will be of that book that I just told you about. Uh, Mitch McConnell's Cooking will will finally make its debut, replacing Mike Pence's Gaming as the exclusive series for the Patreon. Uh, there will be early access to my Dave Chappelle sketch, which I am filming tomorrow, uh, Tuesday, August 2nd. Um, and then... What else? Probably some more bonus episodes. And then the big thing is this month, um, and I'm losing sleep over it in a good way, I guess, but there's really no good way to lose sleep, to be honest. You need sleep, folks. Health tip, sleep. You should get it. Um, half blackface. Uh, I, I, I had no news last week, obviously after two weeks of good news. So I am hoping this week to sort of be officially signing a deal to with somebody to to pitch it to market it uh to try and sell it to a platform um and i'm hoping by the end of by august like sometime in august i'm hoping i either have a deal or or a self a self-release date 
you know, either somebody's bought it or we will know when it is officially coming out. Both the album, which will be the first taping, the, you know, the legendary A-plus show from May 2021. Sorry, May 20... Oh, no, no, October 2021 uh, will be the audio, the album version of Half Blackface. So there's, um, you know, not that I need... But there will be reason for any fan of mine to buy both. And then the special will be the May taping. And I'm just hoping to see a final cut of that this week, I hope, and sign officially with the person who will be pitching it, hopefully. And then, you know, fingers crossed that maybe with Netflix in places, maybe downsizing in terms of what they not, you know. um, My pitch on this special would simply be it's got 20 times the jokes of Dave Chappelle's last few specials with 95, well, 80% less controversy, and it will only cost you one twentieth of what you paid him. What's that? One one hundredth? I'll take that too. Tea break. Tea break. I think that would be my rap name instead of T-Pain. Let me just auto-tune some stuff. Um, so, that's housekeeping. Okay, so keep your eye out for the special. Consider joining the Patreon. And I only say that, um, I say it all every week. So I know money can be tight or people are like, I don't listen to all the podcasts I resubscribe to for free, so I'm not going to join something else. I get it because, like I said, I'm not looking for that 501c3 charity support where it's like, I like jail. I'll support him. No, I want I want a mutual benefit. I want your money and I want you to enjoy the, you know, as my friend John said, prolific amount of stuff uh, that I'm putting out. Um, So like I said, there'll be a Mitch McConnell series, uh, early access to a Chappelle sketch, bonus podcasts, um, and then hopefully I'd be able to maybe share a clip or something exclusively for Patreon of of Half Blackface. That obviously depends on a lot. Um, And obviously there will be a desire to put out stuff on social media for everybody to attract old fans and new fans. Um, although with Twitter only reaching 10 to 11% of my following, you know, that's, you can just imagine folks, like, let me give you the math before, before algorithm corner gets me down again. Every week, JL, uh, we discuss how big tech is ruining his career. It's algorithm corner. Not afraid of having people turn off the podcast. Um, (laughs) it's, uh, (laughs) Like, 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 just to give you an example. Okay, so if I have 135,000 followers on Twitter, my, my biggest platform, and I have 60, between the two channels, I have like 85,000 on YouTube, but obviously there's a lot of overlap there. So let's just say 70,000 on YouTube. Um, if I were to reach the amount of people that I was reaching for a year and a half on Twitter, like let's say I reach 11,000 and sell 200 copies, Okay. I think it's fair to extrapolate that, oh, if I was reaching the same amount of people as before, which would have been like 210,000 between shares, retweets, people liking it and popping up on other feeds, it's not crazy to think, oh, well, that might be 200 times 200,000. 200 times, whatever it is. I'm bad at math. Not really, but 200 times. So maybe you don't sell 4,000 copies, but maybe sell 2,500. And 2,500 
if you're pocketing like $7 a pop, it's not insignificant, you know? That's like, so it's like the algorithm is, is, is a real financial killer now. Of course, it gave me the exposure in the first place, but, um, you know, it sh- I won because people liked my content, and now people who like my content don't see my stuff. So it's, it's, it's obviously, needless to say, somewhat unfair. But whatever, that's the end of Algorithm Corner. Was out in the city this uh, weekend for my friend John's, the aforementioned uh, John's birthday. Um, it was fun. I haven't been out in a while, um, socializing, drinking, uh, creepily staring at, uh, women in their late twenties and early thirties. So it was all, it was very good. We went to this place, Penrose, um, on the Upper East Side. And I got to tell you, uh, not going to be my last time there because it was, uh, an attractive, you know what it was? It was an attractive clientele, but a clientele I would have crushed 10 years ago. Now I'm just a like a sleepy-eyed, miserable fuck. But so it, it just—it's like watching. It's almost like I was watching my own highlight reels from from my playing days. But even more important than the approach, the bevy of approachably attractive women flooding this bar, um, the bar food. Even more important, um, Incredible hand-cut fries and the appetite, the chicken nugget appetizers. I tell you, it's almost like somebody made Chick-fil-A nuggets from scratch without homophobia. So that, I mean, I don't know if I can give a better endorsement than homophobia-free from scratch Chick-fil-A chicken nuggets and a ton of eights in the bar. But uh, that's that's why I will be visiting that bar again. Um for the chicks and the chicken nuggets. How about that for a title? Wow, bars. But seriously, can't impress upon I, I really blew my comedic load on, uh, on the bonus podcast last week. So I'm really trying to not delve into that. But there, were, there was just, ah, uh, it's a really good one. So I, I think it's, it's one month. It's the, it's the first of the month, Bone Thugs and Harmony. And... You can, uh, you know, sign up for four bucks for the for the four buck chuck, um, and 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 scan through all of it and be like, you know what? I kind of, I mean, a lot of funny videos and a lot of good bonus podcasts and whatnot. So, and if you don't like it, discontinue. Obviously, no hard feelings. But you know, I just appreciate if you even give it a chance. So, would love to see a big uptick in Patreon subscriptions this week. Um, just to try it out, listen to the episode, uh, the bonus, the most recent bonus episode, and, and then just when you're bored or when your other podcasts are done for the week or whatever, maybe just scroll through, watch a couple videos, some of the Mike Pence stuff. Um, I know I have a lot of Mike Pence fans of my impression, so this was, you know, this was for them. I, I was hoping to entice a lot of them to kind of go, eh, for four bucks, I'll pay for a Mike Pence series plus other stuff. But uh, we were walking around. We left that bar and we're looking for a different bar to go to before I finally made my way uh, home to catch the last train back to Bloomfield, New Jersey. Um, that was a real accomplishment. Like, like one of John's, I usually, you know, when we go out for our birthdays, I, I, will, I pick up the tab on John's birthday. But there were a couple other friends out. And this one guy just picked up the tab unbeknownst to me. So I ended up saving, um, you know. At least a C note worth of spending, and then I was going to take an, uh, a lift back home because I was like, "I'll stay out and go." 
But then I was like, you know what, I'm a little tired and I can catch that last train, the 119 back to Bloomfield. And I was like, look at that. A subway token, which doesn't exist, and uh, and, a, and a trip that was only 950. So instead of spending 120 bucks, including tip, on a lift home, I got home and it was the cheapest birthday celebration for me with my friend John in in like a decade. So how about that, guys? It's called winning. Um, what did I see? I saw Nope. There's something I can review. I don't, I think I review. Did I review? No, I think I had done the bonus podcast before I saw Nope. So I hope I'm not doing uh, duplicate stuff here. Jordan Peele's Nope. My review, meh. Took a tea drink for dramatic effect there. Um, not everybody's perfect. Not everybody has the J.O. Covan album catalog that's soon to be seven for seven. Kind of a Pixar level run before Disney bought them up. I'm, my album run is basically Pixar if you remove a bug's life for the first decade. And, oh, just a, what a no, not really. But um, I, uh, Jordan Peele, Get Out. Incredible movie. Uh, great movie. Uh, I think I still can't think of what I thought would be the third most important movie of the decade, last decade. But for me, when when history is written and we're removed from what won the Oscar that year and what social network and get out, I think will be a mount. A, they will be on the Mount Rushmore of 2010s movies in terms of how great they were, how culturally relevant, how in the case of social network, how it's like, wow, he really like we should have known this company was going to be fucking a malevolent force in society because apparently Aaron Sorkin really nailed the spirit of Mark Zuckerberg through Jesse Eisenberg's performance. Um, social network is a, is a, is a masterpiece. I mean, it is, it's, it should have won best picture in my opinion, because it's like you're taking Aaron Sorkin, a, 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 first ballot Hall of Fame screenwriter in Hollywood history, and then taking one of the best directors, like a top three, I think, director of the last like 20, 25 years, like of people who started, um, you know, well, actually, it's, we're so old, it's like Alien, 30 years ago was his directorial debut. That's fucking old. Alien 3 was 1992. That is fucking crazy. So David Fincher has been making feature films for 30 years, and he is one of the elite guys during his reign, if not the elite guy. And Social Network, I think, is the combination of their considerable talents into just a masterpiece of a movie. It's so fucking good. Um, like, it's so good. And Get Out is so good. And I think, uh, you know, those two, to me, will be two of the biggest films from that decade. Like, when, they're, when we're old people, if we all are lucky to get there. Um, well, to my fans who aren't already old. Uh, which is a lot of you, so thank you. Thanks for sticking around. For uh, just you know, keep keep using the, uh, the 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 whatever you need, whatever whatever assisted facilities you need until Half Blackface comes out, and then uh, you may go to Valhalla. Just kidding. I want you guys around for a long time because I've got plans for an eighth album next year if uh, everything goes well, which it probably won't. Let's be honest. So that thing's coming out either way, but. Um, then he followed up Get Out with Us. And Us, 
I remember the experience of us. I was watching it going, well, this is, this is tense and this is fun and this is a good movie. Okay, okay. Like it's, it's not hitting me the same as Get Out. It seems to lack some of the social, obviously it lacks some of the social commentary. But it's, it's a good movie. And then the ending, which I remember I leaned over to The Righteous Girlfriend and just said, oh my God, blank. Like I figured it out like two minutes before it was revealed, the, the huge reveal at the end. I was like, oh, it's a da, 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 da. And so I ruined it for her, but I proved how smart I was. And that's what, it, that's what really matters. And the ending of that movie took it from like, this was a solid follow-up to, oh man, this was, this was fucking great. This was great. Um, not as great. Like if I give Get Out an A, I'd give us a strong A-. minus. So then we get to Nope. Now, I did discuss this on the bonus. I did discuss this theory on the bonus, but I, I don't think, I think I was going to see the movie. So I was, it was in anticipation, but I'll share the theory with you guys. There once was a dynamic young filmmaker of color in the late 1990s named M. Night Shyamalan. His first movie <clears throat> was a game-changing sort of Oscar-nominated mega-hit, Sixth Sense. And his next movie was a kind of pop culture, I think my favorite movie that he made, but a, a, an excellent follow-up with a, with a twist that I didn't see coming that was great. And it started with the letter U, Unbreakable. And I'm looking at this going, wow. And I joked on the podcast before seeing Nope, I said, I wonder, and then the third movie for M. Night Shyamalan was a, uh, a, big, a big budget movie um, that centered around aliens. And Nope is the biggest budget movie of Jordan Peele's filmmaking career that centers around aliens. And like Signs, I think both movies were solid and both movies were the beginning of the end. <laughs> well, I can't say that. I can't say that about Jordan Peele. But for M. Night Shyamalan, it was like, then the next movie was The Village. The Village or The Villages? The Villages is where all the old Trump people live in Florida, right? So I think this was The Village, um, which was also a good movie. I actually thought The Village was good, but he was no longer hitting. Now he had followed up two back-to-back, -back, like he had followed up back-to-back -back great movies with back-to-back -back good movies. And then things started to really go south and they hit their low point. And, and for M. Night Shyamalan, it wasn't just M. Night Shyamalan's low point. The, the happening might have been cinema's low point. You know, you could say Birth of a Nation. Uh, you could say... Uh, well, really Birth of a Nation, I guess. But the point being, The Happening is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Maybe Batman and Robin is a low point for cinema. But he hit the low point with The Happening. And he's been chasing, like, respectability ever since with some, like, okay movies. The Visit stands out in particular, a movie I almost walked out of, but glad I didn't because there is a great twist in that one. But the point is M. Night Shyamalan started as the next Hitchcock and just kind of became, like, you know, obviously a successful filmmaker whose who's obituary many years from now will, will feature pictures from The Sixth Sense and Unbreakable. Like, they will remember his sort of landmark big hits. And Jordan Peele, what I'm concerned about now is what his next movie is because he has to break the M. Night Shyamalan pattern because right now he's three for three on the M. Night Shyamalan pattern. What you don't want, and as I joked on social media, I said if he comes out with a movie called The What's Happening, that's a, that's a double entendre, and uh, 
then you know it's over. But uh, yeah, nope. I found Kiki Palmer very annoying. She's the female lead. I found her. I, I found her for the first half of the movie. It just felt like a character not based on any reality. Um, uh, it was, you know, Daniel Kaluuya seems to be playing somebody with. Was he just quiet or did he have like a social disorder? I couldn't quite tell. Um, overall, it was a good movie. Well done. But I left going, mm, maybe he's a victim of his own success, you know. But I didn't, I didn't leave going like, man, that was good. I was just like, the white people behind me did. They were like, wow, that was great. And I was like, you're too late, white people. You're too late. Okay. You can't. You, you can't keep spending your get out credits on Nope. Um, nope was, uh, it was just, it was fine to me. It was, it was like, it's not bad. So it's, this is not one of those things where I'm going, oh, it was, he fucking lost it with this one. It was just like, yeah, this was like a well-executed, fine movie that I'll never see again. Um, like I, and it's, I have no desire to see it again. Whereas Us and Get Out, I was like, great movies, want to see them again. Um, and you know, not every movie you make can be that, uh, but we just have to hope it's not the beginning of the end for the Jordan Peele magic. And you know what? Here's the truth. Just like a band, just like a, a comedian not named J.O. Covan, eventually you run out of material sometimes. And sometimes you have your, your best album is your first one. And it's no shame in that because something's got to be the best and, Maybe everything else is just good and it just doesn't feel as good in comparison, but you should still be proud of your work. So I'm, this isn't like me saying Jordan Peele is done, but it's me saying, could he be? Stay tuned for his fourth film. Fuck JL. <laughs> so that's my review of Nope. I have five episodes left in Gamora on HBO Max. I have I watched the first four seasons and then I watched the movie L'Immortale. Which translates to the immortal, if you don't speak Italian like me. Tutto pasta. Uh, that, that's, that's like the, uh, that's, I think I may have said this on a podcast, but that's like, um, if you watch Narcos, the word you hear most is cabron, which is very versatile. It, can, it seems to mean like brother, like my buddy, my brother, you piece of shit. Uh, the, the, the Latin equivalent of the N-word. It's, it's a very versatile word, depending on who's saying it to who and how they're saying it. And uh, tutta pasta, if I'm, I'm not, I'm probably not saying it right, but that tutta pasta, it's, it's everything good? You good? How is it? We good? What is this? Well, it's, like, it's like an all-purpose phrase. Um, but as I've said, um, everybody's a close talker in Italy. Everybody, you make out with your mother when you're saying goodbye to go to church. Um, you talk nose to nose, apparently you, um, you, 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 you are very masculine and hate gay people, but then you, uh, ride doggy style on your best friend's, uh, motor scooter to get around town. It's a very confusing culture. It's like, yes, we go to church every day and murder and, and sexually assault by night. We, uh, we hate gays, but everything other than our sexual lives is very gay looking. We wear tight suits. We buttfuck our friend to ride to the party on his motorcycle. 
we make out with our moms and our dads and our best friends as a way of saying hello. Italian culture, not afraid of appearing extremely gay. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's I'm saying in the irony department, they are a 10 out of 10. It's like, which, mean, which translates in Gamora to, look at that guy. He sleeps with men. Disgusting. And then it's like, let me get on my, let me get on my scooter and put my genitals right in your back, Frederico. <laughs> um, so it's, it's uh, but it's, I've enjoyed the show a lot. It seems to be coming. I can't tell if this is going to be the final season. Uh, I'm not, I don't want to ask anybody because I don't want it to be spoiled. Like, oh, it's coming back for six seasons. So I guess I want to, I just want to watch it. And if it ends like it's the end, then let that be the end. And let me be surprised if there's a sixth season. But I've made a very strong progress because that's my, that's my, I wake up at five because I can't sleep, make a cup of coffee and watch uh, Gamora. See, Rosetta Stone, Gamora. <laughs> um, let me touch your face. <laughs> let me pinch your cheek, person I just met. And some, am I threatening you or am I saying I'm your friend? It's very, it's a very intimate culture for a. For it's like everybody's pansexual uh, but hates gays. That seems to be the the Naples, Italy way. But I enjoyed the show. It's uh, like I said, five episodes left. So by next week, by next week, I should be starting Yellow Jackets season one. Women driven content. Great. Okay, I guess I'll like it. I guess I'll have to say I like it. <laughs> break um but i'm wondering is there anything else to report to you guys i feel like i always end the episode and go oh there was that one other thing r.i.p bill russell um iconic athlete iconic man walked by him in the street one one day many years ago probably like had to have been at least 10 years ago maybe 12 but he was already obviously like an old man but just standing tall and it's just so alarming to be like "Mm, that guy like is my height but old it's just fascinating to see. Um, you're like, whoa, that's one of us roaming the world as an old man. He died at 88, lived a great life, passed in his sleep peacefully, which is, of course, the way you want to go. You know, I call it the Bill Russell, Michael Jackson method of death. Just, oh, let me go sleep. Give me my milk. Doctor, give me my milk. I want to sleep. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Propofol. Or Bill Russell. Those are my two preferred methods of death. And I'm, I shouldn't joke about that because when I had knee surgery, they gave me propofol. So I don't want to put that in the world. And when I need like shoulder surgery later this year, have the, the anesthesiologist go like, we're giving you some propofol. And I'll go, oh, no, I didn't mean it. No, don't put me to sleep. I don't want to. Um, but anyway, that's morbid in a funny way. Yikes. Um, but uh, yeah, Bill Russell. Um, great player. Um, obviously all the advanced stats people have to shut up because his stats were actually pretty whack. <laughs> uh, rest in power. I'm sorry, Bill Russell. Um, like they didn't keep block shots back then. So that would have been a stat he did very well in. Obviously rebounded a shit ton. But um, for a big man shooting 44% from the field, uh, not good. Um, and shot like 52% from the line. But nobody gives him any grief like they give Shaq because they're like, he marched with King, motherfucker. He can shoot like Andres Bedrins from the line for all I care. He is a civil rights 
icon. Who cares if he shot 44% on layups? He is an icon. 51% from the line, though. Hmm. Maybe a little less marching. Maybe, maybe a little less marching on Washington, a little more marching to the free throw line after practice. Huh, ghost of Bill Russell? What do you think? I'm just kidding, guys. This is all comedy content. We respect Bill Russell. He's an iconic person. No, he really is an impressive person, great person. Um, love the fact that he was like anti-autograph seeking but would talk to fans. Like I think that's the – he would have not done well, I think, in the social media era, which is a good thing. I mean that as a compliment. Like I think people who do badly in social media are probably good people. And uh, he would have been like, uh, no, I don't want it for the gra- the gram. Get away from me, you white devil. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't do anything for the gram. Would you like to have a talk about this book I read? Uh, what's a book, old man? Uh, th- I feel like that's how, how he... That would have been Bill Russell's existence if he were playing today. Um, he would be trashed for his social media... He would be trashed for his activism by people claiming he's woke. Um... He would have been, I mean, this is a guy who had feces smeared in like his home and on his trophies and racial slurs and like, like he lived through the real shit. Now I'm surprised conservatives are not already weaponizing him like against woke modern athletes like Colin Kaepernick never had to deal with what Bill Russell dealt with. And you didn't see Bill Russell's protesting games and disrespect like they, like he, if he hasn't been weaponized already, he will be by the same people whose parents probably fucking hated Bill Russell. Um, but he would have Bill Russell today would have been uh, vilified by a lot of people for being too woke, um, probably for being too surly with the media. He would have uh, definitely been critiqued for his poor shooting percentage and um, uh, a free throw percentage. Um, and... Uh, Other than that, people would have loved him, though. So yeah, it's a, it's one of those it's one of those like it's it's you 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 it's like the opposite of the Batman phrase. You either you either die you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. It's more like in civil rights. It's like you either uh, feel like a villain in your prime or get treated like a hero when you're no longer virile enough to be a potent activist i think that's that's the the way we treat civil like martin luther king jr i love martin luther king jr his approval ratings were were like joe biden level when he was like towards the end of his life he had joe biden approval levels but after death it's like martin luther king why can't they be more like martin luther king didn't your father call him the n-word over lunch and dinner repeatedly in your home Please don't bring up critical race theory. That's the past. We honor Martin Luther King's legacy. Um, race, we should not consider race in anything because that's what he would have wanted. Um, okay, so you're a big Martin Luther King fan? Yes. Uh, what do you think about Colin Kaepernick's press test? F that N-word. <laughs> oh, but, but Mar- Martin Luther King is a legend and an icon and a great example of what a man can be. Okay, um, what did you think about LeBron wearing a We Can't Breathe shirt? F that N-word. Uh, that's, that's my, so there it is. That's my phrase for how civil rights people get treated. You, when you're young, you get treated like a villain. And when you're too old to do a lot of, make a lot of change and make as big an impact, you get treated like a hero often as a weapon against younger activists and younger generations who are 
able to make a, a bigger immediate impact with their actions. So that's cool. Um, but Bill Russell, all jokes aside, a legendary player, legendary winner, a legendary man, lived a, a great, strong, proud life. Um, and, uh, you know, will will be missed. So, uh, and we also lost Ohura. Um, I will probably make jokes about that, to be honest, on making podcasts great again. But boy, was she nice looking. Even as an older woman, that's, I feel like that's the, she, was, she had like that, that black Sophia Loren kind of vibe of like, how old are you? You still look uh, pretty darn good. And by pretty darn good, I mean, if you walked into the Penrose and I had another gin and tonic and some of those great non-homophobic chicken nuggets, I don't know, maybe I'd see what's going on with you. If you want to dock on my Starship Enterprise, although docking, I think, is a gay sex term, so maybe that's inappropriate. Maybe that's not the right nomenclature, but you get what I'm saying. I'm saying maybe I would have fucked an attractive 80-year-old Ahura. I don't know, guys. I don't know. I'm saying I might have, okay? Oh, I'm sorry. No, not can't give her compliments. Can't give her her JL flowers. Fine. Sorry. I guess I misread the room. Anyway, guys, black celebrities dying. Uh, Trump golfing with the Saudis and a bunch of piece of shit golfers and Charles Barkley. What a what a what a split screen that is. We honor you, Bill Russell, for your legacy. And now here's Charles Barkley golfing with Saudis and Trump on a Trump property. Less than two less than two years after he tried to do a coup on the country. Charles Barkley golfing with the murderers of Jamal Khashoggi, the country that gave us 9-11 terrorists, and Donald Trump. Charles Barkley, also an NBA legend. Not afraid of shitting all over Bill Russell's legacy unintentionally. So I think that's it for me, guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you check out the Patreon. I hope you get... I hope you uh, subscribe to my newsletter so I can get you some tickets, so you can get the, be the, get the first word on when those ticket links go up. But the Morristown ticket link is already up on my website. And uh, hopefully this week I have Ann Arbor and York, Pennsylvania ticket links. And then, you know, the big play here, the big play is uh, half blackface. You know, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the one. So we'll see. Uh, you know, because if that moves, if that gets somewhere, then that obviously, you know, can, can give me an opportunity to get my career going in a different direction. Not just in a successful direction, but in a stand-up centered direction. So we'll see. Working on my scripts, working on all those sorts of other stuff. But now I have to get back to my day job because it's consistent and it pays me money and pays my medical bills. And uh, comedy doesn't and isn't. So rest in peace, Ohura and Bill Russell. And um, yeah, check out the Patreon. Did I say that already? Okay, see you next Tuesday.